Today we have schooling to talk about. Mm -hmm. Along with breaking up with an idea. Mm -hmm. Which can be very important. Knowing your limits is number three. Mm -hmm. Which includes pushing yourself and getting feedback from others and then knowing when enough is enough. Gotcha. I'm trying to see what she had written down (laughs) on the whiteboard, which is about two feet behind the camera. And behind a few other things. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, schooling, I guess we were talking about this the other day because of your nannying job mm. and raising little ones and the best way to do that. And you were coming up with some different ideas. And I was reminded of how I felt when I had to go and do school, which was... I. I don't know that I've ever met someone and that isn't to say that there aren't people out there like that. It's just, I haven't met people that have the same kind of, I I really struggle with coming up with a word or finding a word or locating the correct word to put exactly how much I cannot stand the idea of, of structured schooling, like hate it doesn't even come remotely close. It's it's a it's a feeling of like revulsion and disgust that kind of twists my insides. Hmm. Is it similar feeling that you get um, when you hear about people speaking of writing in a certain way? That's that's different. That kind of pisses me off. That that's that's I get offended. I get angry at that. But this like if someone said, "Hey, uh, we'll give you two options, and you and you have to pick one of them." You can either go to some sort of classes that we pick. We're going to pick your curriculum and you have to go to them from X hour to X hour every day. I guess it depends on how long it is, but let's say it's a full day. It's a full six to eight hour class day, five days a week. Or you can shoot yourself in the foot with a shotgun. I'd say I I will absolutely would unquestionably shoot myself in the foot with a shotgun before I do your structure like it's that wouldn't it's like you you could add it, to me that the, they're so opposed to each other it's like eat a pile of of filth from from a porta potty or get a million dollars like it's not even a question in my mind hmm. i mean if i got to pick the classes then that would be very different but if it was we're but what going if the to classes were structured it depends on what the, I mean, if I got to pick the classes, that's that's a very different thing. The The problem that I had with with my mom's style of schooling was your you have to do these things. It wasn't you need to learn math. How is the best way? Let's find a way that works for you. It's you're going to do these worksheets in this workbook. And I'm like, I will not do the worksheets in the workbook. And you'll have like I will do everything I possibly can to make your life utter hell before I do those worksheets like I will uh, soil myself I will scream I will fight I'll go run and hide in the desert to the point where you have to call the police on me I am not doing these worksheets yeah period it sounds similar to how I felt about standardized testing when I was Mm. in school Mm. Uh, my class was the last class. So the, the grade below us, um, this, they they were the first class where this Wassel, a Washington, I don't know, 
standardized, standardized learning whatever, uh-huh. test um, where it counted against them. If they didn't pass it. So the one it, below you was the first to begin yeah. it. So- well, everybody had to do it. And it was just information up until the class below us for the state to have to see how well the school had been doing. I'm with confused curriculum. with how you've outlined this. So okay. where you were at, you're here. You guys didn't have to do the testing? Yeah, we, well, we had to do the testing, but it didn't count against us how we okay, performed. Okay, but this one, the one below you. The one you, right below us, they, they started it to take that into consideration when it came I to see. whether or not those people could graduate. Go- oh, so I see. So they had to get a certain, you know, percentage Grade point correct. or whatever, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And so I just drew pictures all over mine <laughs> because I was so... It, it, Wassel was one of the most frustrating experiences because it was a week or two long, mm. and that's all you did. Wow. Was just sit by yourself at a desk with like manila folder. I don't know. It's kind of like a little voting booth style. Oh, okay, I know. So what you're no one about. could yeah. see yeah. one another's work, and that was all you did all day for two weeks or so. Wow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. Yeah. It it, it can suck. Um, going into anything where where it's just really structured and people. I think the problem with certain styles of teaching or, or approaching various subjects is the teacher not thinking and not teaching the child to think. It's it's a teacher memorizing something and then presenting what they memorized and wanting the children to memorize that thing mm-hmm. without really questioning why or having discussions outside of the curriculum. Like there's no real time for natural learning. Yeah. I think the problem that I have with the way that public schools or even private schools, any school setting period that I uh, have been aware of, I did go to high school. This is true there. It's true of any school that I have been a part of personally, like actively participated in and have seen in media, movies, TV, read about. The problem is that when you have a group larger than Probably about a half dozen is about where you can max out, maybe with some changes to that, that, but that's probably about the limit. You you have to find a standard that we can all just do because trying to do an individualized course for this person over here and then one for over here and one for over here and one for over here just gets unwieldy. So I understand the reason why, but I do think that the best case scenario would be that parents do handle the schooling of their children. Because then you could, unless you had a very, very large family, but assuming you had six kids or less, which is most families these days, assuming they have any kids, is should be able to know their children well enough, you would hope to go, oh, I know that Susan learns very different than Billy. So for Susan, we're, we're going to do, I don't I don't know, she's, she's good with this type of learning and so we're going to do that for her and with billy we're going to do something different and yeah for billy's Jonathan, better with words and Susie's better with uh listening and johnny's better with doing yeah or something yeah i yeah I, that that would be the ideal scenario and thankfully there's only one child that i am concerned about yeah or i have to be concerned about and i've been with him for almost a year so i've gotten to know how he likes to go about the world and i've started incorporating just stories more mm-hmm. in our every day so all day it's just like this ongoing story of various things happening and he's much more engaged when that happens yeah so if and when it does come to homeschooling him whatever that looks like right now it's just a research process um 
I want to be able to do it in a way that actually resonates with him and makes sense and isn't forced. Because if he, he's even told me, he has a grandmother that watches him. Mm-hmm. And he's told me, you know, you you teach more than my grandmother does or something to that effect. And from that point, I thought, okay, well, I need to present these things differently <laughs> hmm. in a way. Because it, I was more trying to – I was really set for a little while on, on teaching him phonics. Does his grandmother do any teaching or is it is that all your responsibility? Currently, she does some teaching from what I understand. Hmm. She works with him. She has a workbook that she has. Uh, they sing songs. And I – I just learned yesterday okay. that um, she used to be a preschool teacher hmm. and she had a preschool that operated out of her house. Okay. So she's been doing it or she had, she has much more experience with it is what I should say. I mean, that, 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 the kind of situation that you have here with this kid is unlike the, a situation that the vast majority of children have. Most mm-hmm. children are one student to one of, say, 30-plus students mm. f- to a teacher, whereas this child has two teachers mm-hmm. for the one child. Plus his parents also teach him. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that's a complete opposite. It's a total reversal of how it usually is. Yeah. If you guys, if the all of you got on the same page about how, what, what subjects, like, hey, this, let's do this month about animals and so everything is about animals and then the next thing it's about plants and then so all everybody's on the same page about and you could be talking about different things one of you could be talking about you know the the exotic animals from africa and another one could be talking about local animals and then the the mom and dad could be talking about animals like bird specific kind of things Mm -hmm. or i don't know just that's one example yeah they want me to focus on Art and bringing him outside more. Okay. Just just getting a love for the outdoors. And they didn't say we don't go outside enough. It's just they don't go outside very often. I see. So they, they want you to be handling that. Yeah. I see. That makes sense. Um, uh, but I'm also going to be coming up with a generalized plan just to see how long it might take me to do that on my own time. Because the person I work for has said that she would pay me for that time mm. if I needed any. Mm. Well, I guess that kind of brings us into number three. We can just go right there because I don't really have a whole lot else to say on the schooling thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you, there's if you have anything else. <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fine. All right. I mean, I guess the main thing that I wanted to get across during the, the talking is that I hate, and it's, that isn't even close to the right word, the idea, uh, the idea of structured learning. I mean, I'm not, I'm, like I said earlier, it's not that I'm against learning. I like learning new things. But if somebody says, no, 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 you have to learn it this way. The only way that you can learn to read is by reading egg cartons. It's like, but I'm not interested in egg cartons. I want to know about knights and soldiers. Too bad. You get to read egg cartons and you have to read. So you have to read egg cartons and be like, no, I don't. You can go F yourself with dirty bean poles and I'll go and smash my head against this brick wall because that's way more exciting to me than doing what you just suggested. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. I grew up in the public school system and I learned to learn a certain way. So I kind of have to break away from that because even when I was considering, oh, how will these lesson plans look? Uh, My mind went to 
the school that I worked at before COVID shut it down. Yeah. And uh, the schooling that I had had mm. when I went to school. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And and I have to I have to break away from that. We're looking into other methods like Charlotte Mason, this gal from like the 1800s or something. Her style of schooling has to do more with teaching a child how to think hmm. through literature and art appreciation and nature studies and all sorts of stuff. Sounds interesting. Yeah. So something to look into, but I do have to know my limits with how much time I should be spending on these things. Mm-hmm. How much time would be healthy. Yeah. Because when you told me that you were going to be given two to three hours a week to work on this, I was like, oh, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Because even this past weekend, I was just starting to look into what is Charlotte Mason? What what, what even is that style of teaching? Yeah, it was, well, I was watching YouTube videos mostly while I was cooking. Yeah. But how many but hours did you spend doing that? I mean, it was at it least was at one. Least two. Okay. And, and it was in like two times speed most of the time. Yeah, okay. I so would say it was about two hours. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's my one of the issues that I think I have is that I don't know when to stop myself. Mm-hmm. And if I start something, I just want to keep doing it and doing it and doing it, which is why I think I procrastinate. That makes sense. Things. Like when you were doing this lighthouse emblem, you did one, you sent me an image. It was a very skinny lighthouse yeah it was like a 20 second sketch okay and so i said no that's too thin and i drew a little shoulder emblem just kind of a, a, the shape the the rounded kind of this sort of shape for the shoulder guard mm-hmm. kind of yeah, I, pauldron. I think the pauldron yeah and then i so because like okay this is where it would be fitting mm-hmm. how does it look in there and then i just did a kind of a squat shape and then a sort of stylized top it wasn't just a a, a cylinder with a wider base. I don't know what that's got to have some sort of name. Oh, a cone, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. Where I, it kind of comes in. At the yeah, I guess it would be a, a so sort of a cone, yeah. a flat topped cone, flat ended cone. Sure, or like an irregular um, cylindrical prism. Sure, yeah. So one <laughs> one of those things. You could or have a lighthouse that looks that way and uh-huh. just it's it's uh, and it's totally flat on the top and down on the sides and then a beam of light coming out the side. Otherwise, nobody would know what the heck it is. Like, OK, I guess I guess so. And I mean, I did that in again, like you said, probably 20 seconds, pauldron and all. And then you sent me back something and I said, yeah, there we go. That's kind of the, the thing. But you could have also done three more of those versions if that took you 20 seconds to do do that initial one. You could have, listen, just here's an example Uh of something that you could have done. You could have taken the one that I sent you, gone, here's one version, here's a different version, and then here's a different version. And all of that could have been done in less than two minutes. You go, which of these do you like? And I say, uh, you could draw one, two, three. And I say, oh, number three of those is, is definitely the one that leans closest to what I'm thinking. Okay, what about that do you like? And I say, well, I like the base. The top is kind of weird, but the, it's mostly the, the the general shape of the base that I like. The bottom ninety percent, not not the housing, the light part. Mm-hmm. And so you go, okay, so let's try that base, and I'll do three more versions, kind of the same base, kind of the same base, kind of the same base. Do ver- different mm-hmm. versions of them each time, and then drastically different top, drastically different top. Drastically, okay, how about those three? We're still less than five minutes into this, assuming I respond very quickly to your text. Um, maybe 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and you've done six versions, maybe seven at this point, as opposed to spending an hour on one thing and it going being ending up being not exactly right. Which is what happened. 
It always happens. I'm learning. I've been doing these little practices where it's like, what is an onion? What is a raven? Like, I, little d- things. I think what? you really have got to stop doing that, though, when it comes to your art. Why? Like, doing may- what? Maybe not stop those, but like doing more practices like you did with that T-Rex in the park with his beers. Well, yeah, there's there's that, but I think it's also good to draw something multiple times so that I'm you not can... saying there's not. Okay, but you just said you need to stop doing that. I, I misspoke. Stop. I, I mean, those little sketches, the the little practices are, are are good. Yeah, certainly. But the twenty minute odd practices, I I think would be better for your. I don't know about better. What about both? Yeah. Which is what I have been doing. Okay. So what's the last 20 minute one that you did? I did a picture of Rose, Mama Eunice. Okay. It was okay. Didn't, did I tell you a a kid with a knight or something? Oh yeah, I did that one. Okay. Um. Give me another prompt and I'll do one later tonight. Okay. I will. But yeah, I think doing those, those quick things, just trying to capture a scene or capture an idea is really beneficial maybe maybe it's not maybe i'm just completely full of myself thinking how doing that with writing helped me and it, it, it doesn't translate to art i i don't know it's it seems like it would visual art and it seems like it would work with music it seems like it would work with a lot of things um, i think with art it's it, it is multifaceted there are different things that you focus on if you do the in, uh, the practice that you were just suggesting, the 20 minutes, it, it's basically 20 minutes of sketching out an entire scene. So the first time I had done this practice, you gave me a prompt of a T-Rex in a park with beers in his hand. Mm-hmm. And so I drew that. I can mm-hmm. show it. Mm-hmm. And that took 20 minutes and it was a good practice because... Uh, I had to look for pictures in that time, mm-hmm. sketch it out, and have an entire scene, which is not something that I typically do. I had been working on a raven, and there wasn't anything behind it other than a moon above it. Yeah, it was like a, a portrait of a raven. Mm-hmm. And I think you gave me the I or you suggested that I do the 20-minute practice that I just outlined after seeing that raven. You seem kind of annoyed or frustrated that I already spent time on it. That and the tree, because those are so many of, like, if you go to your art station, that is most of what you have on there. It might be everything that you have on there. It's their individual, it, it would be the writing equivalent would be describing a person's face, describing a jar. It, and it wouldn't even be, where is the jar? All of these things would exist in a vacuum. It would just be, he, his face was la- lined, and the deep sunk eyes, and you're sitting there going over this description of his face, like, okay, who is this person? I mean, maybe you could infer something from the way he's been described, but like, you don't know where he's at. Is he a minor? Mm-hmm. Is it today? Is it a hundred years ago? Like, I have no idea where this yeah, person is. Yeah, I see is. what you're saying. What I've learned is I, I shouldn't try and make finished products of an an object in a vacuum. That doesn't make sense, which is what I have been doing. The the what is a banana or whatever exercise that I've been doing has been just just practice. It's these don't have to look good. 
I'm just trying to break this down so that I understand what shapes make this thing. Mm-hmm. What what details emphasize that this is actually a jar or this is an onion or or whatever. What shading matters? What lines matter? What doesn't matter? Mm-hmm. And playing around with that and drawing multiples so that I can get used to different things and play around with the ideas that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Because something about art, and this is true for writing, is... You only want to give the person who is witnessing the piece so much. Like you, you want to leave gaps yeah, so that their imagination, as many gaps exactly. As possible. So, yeah. so that their imagination can fill it in. Yeah. You just want to suggest what yeah. it is they should be seeing and then you know, everything else will follow. I said this in a critique. I don't remember which one, which story it was, but I was saying that the more that you leave to the person's imagination, the better off you are. Because their imagination, even the dumbest reader that ever reads your your book, like the least creative person, it doesn't even have to be somebody that's unintelligent, but I'll use that term. The least creative person will still blow anything that you could describe out of the water mm-hmm. a thousand to one because yeah. your words will connect. And in fact, more, the more that you leave to the imagination, the better off they'll be because if you spend... 10,000 words describing some room it's it's going to be it's going to feel boring and and too full while at the same time being kind of devoid of any yeah. life it's like okay i have a really solid idea of every detail in this room why yeah. does this matter yeah why do, why do i care why did i spend yeah. d- why did i read this I mean, it took me an hour to get through this description of a room mm-hmm. when you could have said... You've gone nowhere. <laughs> even if it was, the, let's say it was in a, an extremely ornate office of some billionaire tycoon. You could just say, like, in a sentence, the, 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 the office of the billionaire tycoon was the most, what was ornate, in, like pieces of art. You could just say like a couple little throwaway things about the art and and the 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 clearly uh, custom made desk or something, and then you move on. Yeah, or you could say that it's full of art, and then you can name a piece or two, and then the person who's reading can just fill in the gaps with all the rest of the art. Yeah, and then you do other things as you're going along to fill in some of those other things, like maybe a, a character comments on something or. When he sits down, you point out what kind of chair he's sitting yeah, in. Or there's a smell that comes to yeah, the exactly. awareness. Yeah, or some sort of cigar that's pulled out of a, the, the drawer or this mm-hmm. thing. Or the, and it's much the more whiskey. entertaining to read that way. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think just a lot of practice is good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I messaged a, an artist who I'd worked with on some different things and been chatting with through art station for I don't know, a couple of years now uh, on and off i mean a bit more off than on and i asked him if he knew some classes that you could take and he recommended some what is it cgma mm-hmm. and uh uh-huh. i was asking him if like spending a bunch of time on one thing is the way to go or if doing a lot of things is the way to go and he said definitely quantity over quality because you're just trying to figure out how the pieces fit together mm-hmm. and learn what it what what you do when you draw and mm-hmm. kind of figure that out once you have that figured out and you kind of go okay i i i kind of get a, a grip of this now i understand how this works then you can start honing in and, and refining and, and and putting those tweaks in but mm-hmm. 
I can tell you're still in the learning the pieces stage. Like, I just, it's, it's clear to me that that's the case. Otherwise, I mean, you would be able to knock things out and you would knock them out and they would have a rough look, but they would all look roughly similar. And they, they, they don't at this point. Hmm. They have a, this is this image and it was done at this point in time. And then this over here. And the same is true with all those little short things that I wrote. Like they, they differ rather wildly. And, and to my eyes, maybe somebody else would be like, oh, it's all about the same to me. But to me, they definitely seem, I mean, it's not exactly from one to the next, but these few over here, then a week later, this one, they just, because it's just trying different things. Repeated practice definitely helps. And doing things a different way. I mean, this is that's true of so many different things. Like I, I've I've done so many screen repairs where I work that I've learned how to get them looking spot on. And it's just trying different things out. Like, oh, what if I do it this way? Oh, what if I hold this thing? Or what if I clamp this side? What if I do this thing? I I know how to do that quite well now. I think I've got food on lockdown. I can whip up a meal really quick. Mm -hmm. And our breakfasts are locked down to where it doesn't... It takes about 20 minutes now. Yeah. It used to be like an hour thing. Yeah. Definitely good. Repetition. The other thing that I've got up there, or that you wrote down, I guess, but I think it was... You brought it up. I suggested was breaking up with an idea. Mm -hmm. And that has come about... um, because I don't think that I'm going to be doing much, if anything, more with that Wake of Tom universe thing, which is a bummer on the one hand, but at the same time, it's like there are certain ideas that will probably come up in, in writing of mine and almost almost certainly. Uh, but there was nothing about that universe that made it really stand out. I was going to say nothing unique, but that's the wrong word because everything is technically unique. Um, Every paper bag that comes in a stack is technically unique from the other one because they don't all have the exact same molecular count. And I mean, I'm I'm being very ridiculous right now, but when it comes to the the wake of Tom universe, it just, I was like this post-apocalyptic thing. Okay. It just, it didn't have its own, it didn't have a, a, a clear feel to it. Hmm. And that's something that I've noticed with different movies or games that I like. The things that I like have a distinct feel and vibe to them. And mine was just sort of a meh. I was kind of bland. It was lukewarm. It wasn't an extreme thing this way or that way. And I've been tooling around with a new idea for something. And I haven't mentioned it to anybody because I wanted to kind of keep it under wraps for some new story. And I, I found myself doing two things that I had to go, oh, hang on a second. You don't have to do that, buddy. And they were both of the both of the things that I found myself doing were, were traps. The first one was everything in this has to make sense. Like there's got to be a rational explanation for everything. Like if there's going to be magic that's okay if I come up with something that makes as as rational as I can sense about it. Like there's a genetic mutation. I was like, okay, well, that's basically the X-Men because they have the X gene or whatever. Um, 
all right, that that's okay. But if I'm going to go that route, I need to come up with some reason there. And that, that so that's the first trap. And I'll explain why it's a trap. Well, I guess I'll just do that right now as opposed to sidelining and coming back to it. It's a trap because it limits what you can do in a story. If you have to have a rational explanation for everything. And there are some stories, some of the ones that I like a lot that don't. They're just a story and there are things that happen in it and there aren't explanations for it. And it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Neil Gaiman's writing just came to mind. There are things in the books, both Neverwhere and Ocean at the End of the Lane, that Mm -hmm. just happen and they're not explained. But Mm -hmm. because they're set within the story and it comes up. You can guess at what might be the reason, mm. but you don't really have a conclusive answer. And so your mind just continually thinks about it. And I actually think that's better because it puts more work on the reader mm-hmm. and it keeps them thinking about the story beyond the story. Yeah. And some of my favorite stories come from Japan and there are manga where they just they just do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. And there's no like, oh, there's this science lab that came up with these things or whatever. They might just be, it just is because I thought it'd be cool. And who cares? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. So that was the first trap. And then the other trap was, um, uh, oh, that it has to be this ongoing thing. That it's got to be a long story that I can work on for years and years. Like, no, it could just be a one-off thing. It doesn't have to connect to everything. It doesn't have to be some sort of massive lifelong project. It doesn't have to be your Marvel cinematic universe that ties into every single other thing that they've done that has roots in the comics. But then the whole silver and and what do they call the silver screen is the TV. And then what's the is it? Is it? What is it? What is that screen? I thought silver screen was movies. movies. Maybe. Yeah. OK. So, so what's the TV screen? I don't know. Fuzzy screen. Boob tube. Yeah. Well, whatever. So you've got WandaVision. And if you hadn't watched anything else, you'd be fine. But if you had watched some of the other stuff, the movies, the the other... Sh- well, I don't know about S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I'm not sure how much Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. connects to the other stuff. I, I don't really care to watch that one because it was on network TV. And I think they were kind of hamstrung with some of the stuff that they could do. But um, WandaVision just feels like a long movie. It, it seems to be of that caliber. Yeah, it doesn't have some of the, like the really big action things, um, but it's got the same look as all the Marvel movies. However, it is that they've got that locked in. They 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 have it. I mean, maybe not like the fifties and in, in that those era well, when they're yeah, on the TV just show, kind of toying around. But when they're outside of that, mm-hmm. the the hex or whatever, Wanda's little virtual reality realm, whatever is going on there, it um, it definitely looks like the Marvel movies. And I don't have to have my version of that. I can just write a story or a trilogy or a, a short story. This like it doesn't have to be this thing. It's like, OK, now I got to figure out this and I've got to tie in all these things. I can just do a story here. And if it really resonates with me or if people really like it in the way I plan to release stuff now is just putting it on YouTube and writing and reading stuff. I don't know anybody else that is writing their own writing and narrating their own stuff that is of the caliber that I'm doing. Now, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Like, I just I just don't know somebody else that's doing that. And I'm hoping that as time goes on and I meet more people and more people come across the channel, that opportunities arise and someone says, hey, are you interested in this writing gig or more commission type stories? If people are interested in different 
types of stories. Hey, would you be interested in this? I could start a fund drive and say, you can pay it all if you want, or we can do, we can open this up to the public. And once we hit X amount of dollars, then I will write that story, whatever it is. Um, and depending, assuming it's, it's, you know, like PG 13 or less, I guess maybe some are, then I'll put it on, on, on YouTube. But if somebody like requests a specific, no, I want something that is like triple X, right? It's like, well, I'm not putting that on YouTube, but if you pay me the right amount, then I might be interested in writing that for you. Depends on what it is. There's certain things that I was like, I'm not going to write that. <laughs> There's a number of things. I'm just, like, I'm just not doing that. I don't want to put my head in that world. Uh, and so realizing that I don't have to do those, be stuck in those two traps. One, it doesn't have to make sense. Like it doesn't have to have some sort of scientific, oh, it's this. Because one of the things I was coming up with was nanomachines. It's like, this feels like it's just cheating. And I thought I had read that somewhere, like the nano machines. Like, if you want to have magic, just have magic. Don't call them nano machines. Mm. And so I looked up nano machines in writing, and something I think it was TVTropes.com came up, and it said nano machines are the or nanobots or whatever are our writer's best friend because the writer doesn't really have to look into how they actually work if they were to exist in the way that they describe them, and usually they don't. And they can do pretty much whatever the the writer wants, and there's no explanation other than it's it's science magic. Yeah, Battle Angel Alita has all sorts of stuff with nano bots. Doesn't? Doesn't it? Like Doctor uh, Dusty uh, Lux. Dusty Nova. Dusty Nova. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember nano stuff. I mean, maybe there is. I thought he had little nanobots in his DNA that would replicate him if ever he were to be destroyed. Oh, they is would that what it did? Okay. I don't, I don't remember if I that was the case. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. No, yeah. But it was just like an easy out for him to be in the story. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Continually. And there was different things that I wanted to do. And I'll talk to you about the story outside of this. I was thinking about not saying anything about it for a while, but I've been doing some background work that I've never done for a story before. Because I want it to have a bit more of a, a clear idea. And I wanted to, number one, avoid the trap. Or not the trap, but the, the problem that came up with, with the Wake of Tom universe. In that it just didn't have a very clear identity. Hmm. And I wanted this story, the one that I'm going to write. I'm, I'm going to aim for about 75,000 words long. Hmm. Have and you already started on I it? I haven't started no. it yet, no. Um, I want to get more closer to bringing the story with uh, a cello and the desert stars thing. I want to start aiming that one in, in a direction. And because right now it's just kind of been a lot of world building and just, it, like nothing's really happening. And if I were to critique my own thing, I'd say, what's the point here? What is the goal? Like, yeah, the, 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 the lighthouse have this problem, this sickness, and some mm -hmm. of them have died and, and there's this thing and coming out on the first, of March, people will go, oh, that's what's going on. And they'll, they will know what the problem is. Now it's time for me to start finding out how to, or revealing how that problem is going to be overcome or, or not, I guess. Um, as opposed to just, okay, Echella has been training, Echella is this, and like, I haven't even done all that great of a job of describing her training, I don't think. I mean, I've kind of done scenes but i haven't given sort of a montage of idea of that this is how it is or like why she's even doing it right exactly um and so those those things need to be fixed 
and I need to learn from all of this and I need to apply what I've learned to a new story. I mean, the, the writing is fine, I think, but I'm not like doing anything with my writing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think coming up with uh, an answer to the problem that has been presented mm -hmm. will be good and maybe some adversity in there. Yep. And then, I don't know, however you want to conclude it, but either becoming, uh, oh, be, being overcome or, as you said, not. Yeah. And Overcoming some, the some problem sort of or conclusion, not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I need to, I need to figure out those things. And then I also, oh yeah, I've been going on art station and grabbing pictures that kind of are in the realm of this story, this new thing that I want to write that has nothing to do with Warhammer. It's not related to Warhammer at all. And um, just so that I have visual ideas of, okay, that's what this kind of thing looks like. And this is the world that I'm, I'm putting together. And I'm just kind of drawing different things from different things on art station so that I just have it for reference and can remember that. Whereas like with Wake of Tom, it was just, it, it's here today, but a hundred years after the world was been kind of ended. All right. So it looks like a ruined United States of America. Yeah. Cool. And some people have ability to, to wield pressure, which is kind of like the force, but not I think exactly. That's the most interesting part about it. Yeah. And it is interesting, but it just, it wasn't different enough. And I think I can take some of those ideas and I can do different things with them. Mm -hmm. Um, it's true. Yeah. But I'll talk more about that story as it comes out. And I, I plan to record, I don't know, like developer diary things as I go along to kind of describe how it's, I came up with some of these ideas and, or where they came from and how the inspiration just kind of give a background as things come along to, you know, share with how, how the process went. Good idea. And that will help you talk through your ideas and maybe break them along yeah. the way. I mean, that's what I've been doing each night when I've been going to sleep. If once, like last night, I didn't read really at all. I was just laying there thinking and asking myself questions. How does that work? Okay. And I like hey, a lot of the questions I just wasn't getting answers for. And the things like the nano thing, I was like, oh, this just feels so cheesy and lame. Hmm. And then I, I was thinking of different manga that I've, I have encountered. And I was like, they don't have an explanation for a lot of stuff. They just do it. Like, well, why can't I do it? Like, I can. I can just do it. So, yeah. As long as it's relatable, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's something Dan, my, one of my brothers, has said multiple times. Is like, all that really matters for a story is that the characters are relatable. Then you can just do whatever the heck else you want. Look at Rick and Morty, which yeah. he likes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And if you haven't seen the dragon episode in season four, I think. Is it season four, episode four? I think so. That sounds right. It's <laughs> it's worth a watch. It's definitely worth it. And I cannot stand Rick and Morty. He had, my brother told me to watch it. I, I had was left with a foul taste in my mouth after watching the first episode. I was like, this is dumb. I don't get this is so stupid. I watched Pickle Rick episodes. Like, this is even more dumb. I don't like this at all. I don't like the fan base. But he's like, no, I... I promise you, you got to watch the dragon episodes. Like, I'm not going to do it. You told me about that with the other times. Like, he's like, just, just watch this one. Just, I said, okay, I'll watch one more. And I went into it kind of trying not to laugh. Like, I'm not going to laugh at this. This is so dumb. Five minutes in, 
I had a chuckle, and then for the rest of it, I was just I, I couldn't help but laugh. It was so damn funny. And then for the week that followed, <laughs> we in our group chat received a few texts of video replays. Yeah, we were quoting Del- it and yeah. stuff. <laughs> It was just, it was so unlike the other episodes that I'd seen. Yeah, they had something else for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. My brother said the writers just like, you know what? F it. We're, let's just do whatever we want. And then they did. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It was, I don't know. Somebody else told me, oh, yeah, I watched a couple of episodes from that season and they were good as well. It's like, I'm not doing it. I don't care. I'm, I'm, that one was fine. I'll end on that note because I don't want to <laughs> risk watching another yeah. one then hating it again. It's like, you know what? I'll just tell people to watch that one and then don't touch anything else. <laughs> Probably a good idea. I don't have anything else. Do you? Mm-mm. Nope. It's kind of shorter, but yeah. whatever. All right. We will talk to you next week. If there's other questions that you all have and you want to know our thoughts on something, by all means, send us, uh, send us your questions and we will get to those. Yeah. See ya. All right. Bye.